And it's recording. Hooray. So, this is our Asteroid City reveal. We saw this... Only the second um, Wes Anderson film that we've covered. The other being The French Dispatch. Yes, which I loved. Um, it was very good. Wes Anderson is known for that TikTok trend everybody's doing that Brian is unaware of. Excuse me? Um, everybody's taking their these videos with music from, I think it's French Dispatch. And like, it's the trend of uh, don't don't turn your day in whatever uh, into a Wes Anderson film, and it's like people <laughs> go to like the zoo or whatever, yeah, and like everything's symmetrical, and then they like make it very past- pastelly, you know? Okay. And then, um, yeah, I can see that working. I can see myself enjoying it for about three scrolls, and then I get bored of it and move on. I will say the one, the one TikTok thing that has definitely gone mainstream lately that I thought has actually been funny is all the, gr- the Grimace shakes from McDonald's. Some people have been really creative with the way they've done that. I don't think I that's, that's very funny. funny because that's a lot of people are dying. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, so any getting back to the movie. So this is uh, usually a movie you would have to see like an independent theater. Thank God both our theaters in town were playing it. Um, because I don't want to travel for movies anymore. Unless it's IMAX. Um, legitimate IMAX. Yeah, we have a fake IMAX here. Yes. Um, which we ironically did for the Batman, but that's okay. That was that was different, though. That was also like a midnight release. It was like two days early. Oh, it was an early release. Sorry, yeah. it was an early release. So... Um, we kind of got scammed on it. This happened to be an IMAX. Yeah. Um, good nonetheless, though. I enjoyed it. But um, getting back to this movie, Wes Anderson's known for his uh, symmetrical uh, camera work and his colors and his stories are good. This one wasn't my absolute favorite. Um, I do think French Dispatch was great. Moonrise Kingdom was great. Um, Life Aquatic, I haven't seen in a a really long time. I got to rewatch that. Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest Hotel was great. I love that one. Um, no, this I, I definitely like the French Dispatch more than this one. I found this one a little difficult to follow at times. Yes, but I might get a better appreciation for it if I watch it a second time. But I think I'd also. Um, is not necessarily a good thing when you have to watch the movie twice to get the full grasp of it. Yeah. Um, not to say it's not a, it wasn't it was a bad movie. It was still a good movie. It's still something you should go out and watch. Um, what I always love about the Wes Anderson films is that Hollywood has just collectively agreed that the films are uh, it's, it's an experience to be on them because the casts are always insane. So like this movie. Yes. If you just scroll down the IMDb on this movie, it starts with Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Liev Schreiber. And then you go down a little bit more. Oh, look, Tom Hanks is here, too. Uh, Matt Dillon is here. Steve Carell is here. Willem Dafoe. Um, Who you only see for like a minute. True. And Jeff Goldblum was in there for like one scene also. Yes. 
So, but I mean, the listing is just insane. Like, I'm very curious to see how much everybody gets paid. Because, um, again, some people are just in there for very few, for very few uh, moments, just a few scenes and stuff. And others actually get, like, the lion's share of the, of the screen time. But, like, Scar Johansson got a good amount of screen time here. But I'm very curious to see, like, who took so little money just to be a part of the film. I'd very, be very curious to see who did that. Well, I know, I think I read something that Scarlett Johansson took a pay cut to be in it. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think I remember seeing that, too. I think I even looked that up specifically, and, I, and her name came up. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these actors took uh, pay cuts so they could be in this movie with each other. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, well, I want to act with this person, so, you know, and it's a Wes Anderson movie, which... They're always, like, they're always entertaining. And they're always very pretty. Very good-looking movies. They're always good. Yeah, they're always really, uh, ni- like, they're very pleasing to watch. Yes. There you go. That was a word I was kind of It's like a for. painting. Yeah. It's like the closest thing we get to, like, you know, people talk about movies and art. Like, that, Wes Anderson films are the closest thing I think we have to art. Yes, they're very they're very unique is, yeah. ways uh, in terms of how films are made nowadays. They Not, they stand out for sure. And I don't say that because you know movies in general aren't art, but I'm saying like, it's like art. It's like a painting. It's like an actual art. Um, that was a good catch. Sorry, we have the game on. Um, but no, it was a it was a it was an interesting movie. It was really confusing because it's a play that's being portrayed through a movie by and and like you follow the actors and then you see them break out of I guess you could say the fourth wall onto the stage and then occasionally it breaks that it was kind of weird or strange because there's moments where like the actors talking to he's talking to the the writer of the story, and then there's that point where the writer's talking to the actors. But then you're still being addressed by Brian Cranston the you're, entire yeah, time. Yeah, you're being addressed by Brian Cranston, and these actors are are actors that are working towards a play, but it's being played off like a movie in front of you. But occasionally, they even break the thir- the fourth wall and say, "What does my character say?" Or like, there's a moment where somebody says, "Well, what do, what do I say?" Or like, there's a moment where they say, um, "Was that line between Schwartzman and Scarlet?" Which it was like, "It's like, doesn't my character like drink, uh, drink too much or something?" And he goes, "Yeah, she also does pill." I like, I yeah. something like that. And there was just a random scene where Brian Cranston disappears in the movie, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm not in the scene. I'm, I'm not in. The, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here." Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So it's a it can be a little difficult to follow, but at the abs. It still has a lot, of, a lot of comedy thrown in here and there, um, just kind of speckled in at all times, and they usually hit. Like the comedy, the comedy lines usually hit very well. Um, you, usually, that's my my takeaway, my favorite parts because you're you're always laughing uh, here and there. There's never like um, large gaps in between the comedy. I was going to say something. Intri- the The concept of it is interesting. This like science fiction type 
uh, field trip these people are on. And it, I, I do have to say the types of characters that were in this one I think are a little bit better than the ones in French Dispatch. Like, I loved the teacher and the students. Because, like, one of them was always missing anytime the camera went to her. She was like, <laughs> roll, like, she would be teaching a lesson and she goes, roll call? And then everybody has a number. And then, you know, there's 10 of them. So one, two, another one says three. You get to like seven. It's like, we're seven. Yeah. Or like, or whatever the kid's name was. It's, yeah. So it's like they. They lose their mind. Uh, like, where, where's Seven? Um, which I, th- I just think is funny. And then they have, like, the cowboys who are there for whatever reason. Um, there's always running gags going in throughout. So, in the beginning, there's a scene where there's, like, a car chase going on. And there's this car, there's this, uh, <laughs> people shooting at each other in cars. But it happens, like, four times throughout the movie. Just that random. And... I never really quite understood what the point of it was, if there was supposed to be some connection to it. All I know is that every now and then, a car, two cars would drive through shooting at each other and just drive through the middle of the city. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, let's, go, let's keep on doing that, and, I guess. And I remember the funny part was in the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, the car, the cars passed twice. Yeah. And both times, it's kind of like, it, it's, one was, like, in the middle of dialogue and the other one was just by itself. Because um, it's like when Jason Schwartzman and his family like gets there and then they go outside this garage where their car's being fixed and then they look and those cars drive by they're shooting at each other and he's kind of just like watching him drive drive away and then the second time i think they're going to the diner and they come back the car comes back and sh- and he's like talking to his family or and something there's atom bombs randomly going off in the, in the distance yeah and and they, in the diners is like oh that's an atom bomb test and it happened like two or three times, and then they happen twice. They're just atom bomb tests. Is that random? Um, the kid always dare asking someone to dare him to do something. Does it like ten times? God, throughout the character the, was so annoying the, throughout the movie. You dare me? It's like dare you to do what? And he all it's like anytime the camera cuts to the kids, he would say, "You dare me to do? You dare me?" And they're like, "Dare you to what?" And he has to he has to explain it. So he's like, "Dare me to jump off this roof." And he jumps off that roof and, like, into a bunch of trash cans. And they're, like, the metal trash cans because this is based in, like, the 50s. And you're, like, he would have definitely broken something. Like, he jumped into metal trash cans. <laughs> nah, he's fine. Uh, oh, the and the last part with, um... I forget what the, what's the actor's name. The guy who played his dad. Huh? The... Um, the dad, the, the daring dad. It, oh, oh, he's oh, on the tip oh, of my oh, tongue. Oh, 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 oh. keep wanting oh. to say Liam Neeson. It's not Liam Neeson. No, it's it um, not. Something with an L. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm looking through the I'm, IMDb. I'm gonna and I'm, find I'm just it. Pulling gaps. He was literally in Wolverine, or not Wolverine. The Lee Schreiber. I was right. Uh, he played, he played this, the dad and there was one point near the end where Steve Carell owns this, it's not a trailer park. They're like mini homes. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a hotel, but they're, they're, uh, mini home, mini houses. Yeah, they're mini houses. So, uh, and in usual Wes Anderson style from the outside, they look like they could have like a bed, but in the inside they're huge. <laughs> um, 
but he's like also selling off parcels of land. Yeah, like, out, like of a, out of a vending machine. Out of a vending machine. And then, like, somebody gets one, and they're like, what do I do with it? He goes, well, you know, you don't really own the land. That or, No, you don't have to deed the land. You can just build stuff on it or something crazy. And it's just so funny because there's that moment where Steve Carell's talking to Leif Schreiber, and Leif Schreiber's, like, really interested. And he goes, oh, um, you know, they're talking. And the son goes, dare me? Dare me? Or, no, he doesn't. He goes, dad, dad. And... Every time he says, like, Dad, hey, you listening or something? Lee Schreiber's character goes, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, because he thinks he's going <laughs> yeah, to ask him to dare him. So he goes, yeah. And then he goes, Dad, seriously. And he go, turns to his kid. He goes, absolutely, do it. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, with a dare, do it. Absolutely. And he goes, I'm not trying to ask you for a dare. He goes, oh, what is it? <laughs> and it was just funny. And then they had the... Um, the science, the, uh, you know, the, that when the alien shows up, they had this like little science convention. Yeah. It was like a contest or some shit. There's, there was always for like there was a, something going on with, with, with the kids and the science. Cause all the kids are like geniuses. Um, yeah. And it's, it's great because like each one of them is given essentially the same kind of award that like every school does. It's either a sash, a crown, a medal, a pin and it's like, <laughs> here's a sash of confidence as an award. And then here's the pin of destiny. That's an award. And here's the crown of, I forget what the crown was. It was like crown of, I do not remember of, uh, science fictional awareness or some crazy. Again, thing. I had to watch the movie again. Um, and it was just funny. Cause like every kid that showed up, got one, got an award and they get to the, Oh, well here's, you know, we're going to announce the winner of um, the science project thing. And each one of them had like the craziest invention. One of them got to sh- one of them was a hologram that, against the moon that he made. Uh, the beginning of the movie was an American flag. And then you had uh, the girl had what did the girl do? Forget one of them had like uh had a gun that just evaporated shit. Yeah, it was like a this, ray gun. It yeah, was like it was, like, it was, it was a gun. death ray. Is basically what it was. And then another one was like uh a plant, like a thing that oh, made yeah, plants it made, it made grow. The, it made the plant grow like instantaneously. But yeah. Like, but uh, it makes all the fruit toxic. So yeah, just, and it's, don't eat the fruit. Yeah, and that was really funny because like when that happened, they're displaying all their neat knickknack science projects. You know, somebody's describing hers, and she goes, "Don't eat the fruit; it's toxic." <laughs> uh, or no, somebody says, "Don't eat the fruit; it's poisonous." It's like it's like really deadpan, like "Don't eat it." Yeah, um, and if you're getting uh, excuse the osprey flying or whatever the hell the helicopter. Helicopter. You live near a naval uh, a navy base, so we often get helicopters, jets, and ospreys fly over our town, and they will fly here. Not even kidding, at ten ten thirty at night. And there's a freaking F-22 just flying through the air. This is like, okay, guys. People are trying to... Some people are trying to sleep here. This is an old town. A lot of a lot of old people live here. They're definitely in bed by 1030. The Navy doesn't give a shit. And it's highly ironic that we say that because the military shows up in the movie, quarantines this... I wouldn't even call it a town. It's like a rest stop. It's, it's basically a rest stop. It's basically a rest stop. Because there's no, like, residence uh, that you could see. There's, like, a half half finished overpass on ramp overpass 
There's a... Going nowhere. Yeah. There's a garage, this science station next to a giant crater with an asteroid in it, and then a diner that's next to these mini homes. It's basically... Tiny homes. Yeah, it's just like all the basic necessities for a very small handful of people just to take advantage of the sightseeing or like the tourists that show up that every now and then. Uh, it's yeah, it's super super tiny. Um, but yeah, once the once the government comes in after the alien <laughs> makes an appearance, uh, some of my favorite. In fact, when we get to my favorite scenes, I'm probably gonna go through here because they have like they go through like all the procedures. It's like oh, we have to quarantine. You guys have to go through all these medical tests. It's, the uh, psychological exam and the, the one kid is like going through the Rorschach test. Yeah. And she's just like alien on a horse, alien as a bird, alien as something else. It's yeah. Just like alien, alien, a, alien, alien, alien in a car, alien on a farm. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, is that, and that whole scene was great because they like pan through people and there was one where I think it was the dad and the son again. It was. He's like, and he goes, dare me to press, dare me press button. this button. And he goes, if you press that button, I'm going to break your arm. And he presses it. <laughs> So when it goes to the next couple, uh, like areas of people getting interrogated, one of them gets like, uh, interrupted by the dad chasing after the son. Yeah. Cause it starts there like daring to press it. Then it slides over to the, to the girl doing the test. Then it slides over to another one and then they show up afterwards. So yeah. Like you forget about it for like 20 seconds and then it immediately comes back and hits you. So the timing was, was really good. Um, but yeah, the, the just the tidbits of comedy here and there are just what I really love about the it will love about the film. It'll, it'll surprise you with with the funny moments are always a surprise when they come out of nowhere. So that I absolutely love. The writing is always really impressive. Yeah, yeah, these movies are always entertaining regardless of the subject matter. Um, but this one was especially funny because of like there were so many like it's the characters that always get me. So it's like when I remember when they announced the cast, I was like, Oh, Matt Dillon, like low key, one of my favorite actors. He doesn't do a whole lot anymore, but like he's the mechanic. And I thought, Oh, he's going to be like a douchey mechanic. Who's like, well, you got to fix this and that. But when you meet him, he's like, you know, the main character's car breaks down. He's with his family. And he looks at the thing. He goes, I've seen this twice before in my life. He goes, one time it was a small fix. Uh, it was like an hour or so. And you're on your way. And it goes another one, much bigger fix. And it's requires like a new engine or a new <laughs> like, this is like everything goes wrong. Basically. Yeah. And he goes, which one do I have? He goes, I don't know yet. Can I see the keys? And he gives him the keys and he goes up, starts. He goes, you have this small problem. And then the car like backfires and a fucking, I don't know what it is. It doesn't look like an actual car part. It like falls out of the, under the car into the oil pan. It's like spazzing out. It's, and he's just yeah. like, you got a third problem. <laughs> and he's, he goes up to, he goes to, he goes, you have a big problem. And it's like still spazzing out. And then Matt Dillon walks up to the part and it's still freaking out. And he's like, kind of like, huh? Interesting. Uh, yeah, but there, yeah. So with, the ever more impressive cast of so many big name recognizable faces, all their roles are used are still like pretty delegated to these, to these characters. So his Dylan's character is literally just the mechanic. You see most of his scenes are in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. And then you don't see him much after that. You see maybe at the, uh, one more time at the end. 
Or when there's like a, when everyone collects, he just there happens to be there sitting in the chair. He's just he's still there, but um, delegated to the role that he plays. So no one, very few people like truly dominate all the screen time, which is nice. It's a it's a really good use of the cast because you get yeah. a good amount of all the actors outside of uh, Jeff Goldblum who had like one scene. I think he had one line. He, yeah, he had like one line because he was he was the alien. But like in the movie aspect of it, he's not. He's not. He's like it's actually like not possible because it's like a scrawny little skinny thing. The alien is basically animated yeah. in, into it and uh, and doesn't make any sound. Yeah. So, it, but just stares at everybody as it like steals the asteroid and leaves, and then comes and then comes back to leave it again, and then leaves <laughs> the, it. The but kid, the kid like there's some there's some dots or some shit going there, and then the kid's just like, what if it's a date? And it's like, oh, you're right. It, it could be a date because no one can figure out what it is. And then the first thing, the first time it happens, and then they, when they're on the crater the second time, the kids is like, it's today again. And it's like, what? And they look up the fucking The ship. alien ship the is like ship right is there. The ship is right there all of a sudden again. So it's like, where did this come from? It was fucking hilarious because it was one of those like quick cut things where it's like, that's today. <laughs> and then they look up, it's the alien. The aliens are right there. Um... Oh, it was such a weird movie. It was weird, but the it was a solid movie. It was entertaining, and it had like one of the best casts I think of movies we've seen recently. I'd say it's got to be one of the best. I mean, you can't beat half of those. I cut it in half. You still have one of the best. And like Tom Hanks did great, even though he had what maybe like Very three paragraphs role. of lines. He didn't have a whole lot. No. And it was funny because he, you know. He's the grandfather of these girls that are the, you know, children of the main character. And they want to bury their mom's ashes in the middle of this tiny home complex. And Tom Hanks character's like, no, I would like, we do. You, are you sure you want to bury your mother where it's not? It's like a desecrated or something and non-legal place to leave remains or whatever. Yeah. And the kids are like, <laughs> <Shut up>. yes. <laughs> and he's like, this is totally, uh, like un unwarranted or unnecessary, but I will respect your decision. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of like, it's, it's super, it's like a super proper way of speaking. Is basically yeah. What it is. Yeah. There's a, there's always like one or two characters that have like a very large vo vocabulary. It's usually Jeffrey, right? Yes. Which he did. And remember he went yeah. to two, or four microphones to just do one speech, which was great. Yeah, because I, I remember I loved his character in The French Dispatch because he was like an author or something in that. Uh, yeah, he was writer. the police. He was the police beat writer for that paper. Yeah, it, and just like every sentence was this. Yeah, very, very well spoken, good vocabulary and all this stuff. And but as an actor, he just has that way of speaking that is just like always everything he says is super interesting. Yeah. Overall, a great movie. Definitely would definitely would check it out again. I, I hope it's one of those things it, like French Dispatch where it goes like right on HBO Max in like two weeks. Yeah, because this I think this would be like what, a rare occasion where I think I would enjoy the second viewing more than the first. Viewing. Yeah, but it was a very beautiful, very stunning looking it is and still, well acted movie. It's still classic Wes Anderson. Yeah, everything you'd ex if you're familiar with the Wes Anderson films, everything you expect from it is exactly what you're gonna get. So do we want to get to the rankings? Sure. Uh, your favorite shot. 
these are always difficult in these movies. Uh, these are especially difficult in these movies. Um, maybe the what we just mentioned where the spaceship kind of surprised you on the second appearance, and there were there was a shot where you have like the entire cast sitting down, looking straight up, and then the <laughs> ship is just there. It's yes. just like, oh, okay. The ship's and there. it's not like it's like... It's a great poster shot, is yes. what it is. Yeah, and it actually kind of looks like the poster. I know I have it on my screen right now. But it's like literally the same shot that's the poster you're going to see in a movie theater. But the, it's at night and the aliens are right over it. Yeah. Um, mine, I had a difficult time with this one. I've been thinking about it. It would have to be either the shot of Jason Schwartzman watching the these two cars shoot at each other as they drive away. Cause yeah. I thought it was an interesting shot because they had him looking and the cars in the shot. And I thought it was cool looking or it would be one of the million. Like it's so hard. You could say like every shot in the movie could be your favorite shot just because of how well it is. Well, yeah, cause like every scene of the movie basically starts with a still frame. Yes. And the, the still frame is, is like, is always uh, eye catching. So yeah, there's there's no shortage of options here. Yeah. Um, so I would I would probably have to say it's it's that, or or I guess you could say it's the shot of them all at the meeting before the alien shows up the first time because mm-hmm. they're like everybody's there, they're front and center. You can see all the actors. That's always interesting. Um. But yeah, I guess you could say I'm on the fence with that one. Okay. Um, your favorite line or joke or whichever. See, uh, dialogue. Yeah, dialogue. Um, but, uh, do you have one? I might pass real quick. There was one I liked where it was. Most of it's like jokes. The one of them would have to be like the first time the lady loses one of her kids. She goes, seven. She goes, where's seven? And everybody's like looking around. And she goes, where's seven? Um, and he's like with the adults or something. And they're drinking. Oh, yeah. The, the, the kid, the, the cowboys taught the kid how to smoke. Yeah. That's what it was. He taught the kid how to smoke. And they were like, how dare you teach a kid of this age how to do, you know, these terrible vices or whatever. He goes, the kid's like seven. Hey. He's like, hey, man, the kid came over here and he asked us to te- uh, show him or whatever. <laughs> um, I, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. I but think, I would say that's that's it. Yeah, I think I think there, there was a back and forth between one of the kids that was kind of rebellious and then Jeffrey Wright because they were like trying to contain the whole alien thing. And then the kid leaked it. And then Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Wright's character is just like. I just got off the phone with the president. He's very angry. <laughs> the kid's like, I regret nothing. <laughs> the, the little rebellious back and forth was was really funny. So oh, yeah, because that's when he reads the, the quarantine form. Yeah. And he hands it to his, like, assistant, and he puts it through, like, the self-wound shredder. <laughs> and it, like, d- it only shreds, like, half of it or something. And it's pretty pretty freaking great. Um. What what about your favorite scene? This it, one was difficult for me. For me, this was pretty easy. I, I like the scene 
after the alien came down and they uh, had they started going through the quarantine stuff and that was when like they had the ki- the kid was doing the do you dare me to press the button on the medical thing <laughs> the Rorschach test the kid just kept saying alien 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 and all over the place <laughs> I I love that whole side scrolling uh moment that was really funny uh mine would have to be the whole thing with Matt Dillon's character with the I just thought it was really comical or it was uh. Uh, to kind of add on yours, I actually just thought about this after you brought up many occasions with the son. The son in the beginning when they show up says, do you dare me to eat this pepper? And the father goes, no, you're going to regret it or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then the camera pans to this hotel, the the main office or whatever, and Steve Carell's talking to this family. Uh, it's the kid that leaked the thing, and his dad... And the kid barrels through the door to drink from the water machine. <laughs> and he looks, and then the dad walks through the door and goes, Son, do you need help? <laughs> he's just like, he's thirsty. Yeah, he's thirsty. And I thought that was pretty great. Oh, what I think what caught me off guard, um, well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like the biggest surprise, but the timing of it was really funny. It was the second time the alien came down. Because they, deci- they, they were like deciding... What message do we put on the moon to like, cause we know aliens are here. So what do we want to advertise some earth? And they were, they, they made, Oh it. yeah, I remember and they that. couldn't come up with anything. And then whatever happened, the alien came about and then there was just chaos. Everyone was just would go, going all over the place. And then the kid goes to the machine and then it just zooms up to the moon and it's just, uh, uh, whatever the, whatever their, their, their names were are, Plus L, fucking fuck yeah. Like, R loves it was L, a love interest, and, then, and yeah. then it scrolls back down. The kids are making out. It's just like, oh my god, that was so. It just came out of nowhere, but it was so clever. And I watched as um, there was that part where they were thinking of what to put up there, and they had a cork board full of ideas, and some of them were crazy. One that said like "hello," another one was like the Pepsi logo, and another one said <laughs> "I like Ike." Like they had no idea which one to put up. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, yeah, lots of, there's, there's a bunch of little things about, about the film was always really good. Uh, what do you give it a score wise? Uh, score wise, I think, I'm, uh, a fair 41 cause it was again, still a little difficult to follow at times. And so it kind of took me, uh, took me out. If you, I was taking some time to figure out what the fuck was going on. 41. Yeah. So 41 again, a second viewing, I think I, I may end up bumping it higher, but uh, on first viewing, the fact that it needs a second viewing for me uh, took a few points away. Yeah, so I give it a thirty-eight just because I want I want to watch it again, and because it was a little confusing. But thirty-eight, I would think after a rewatch I would give it a forty, but thirty-eight, simple enough. You have anything else you want to add? I don't have a special rank for this one, so no, no, that's about all I've got for. It. Okay, f- no, no, I'm not gonna.